Welcome to the Health Hour of Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW and streaming live to CHDTV. This hour is brought to you by the Washington Chapter of Children's Health Defense. That's wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. So when, it, when we say that the chapter is bringing you this show, it means donors and members of the chapter are bringing you this show. So if you want to chip in and keep medical freedom alive and well on the radio and streaming all over the world, um, I hope you'll visit and consider making a donation. And we're so grateful for the Washington chapter. We've got with us today one of the leaders of the Washington chapter, who's also with Informed Choice Washington. We've got Bob Reynolds uh, co-hosting today. Bob, good to see you. Great to see you, Bernadette. Thanks for having me. So you've been doing a little bit of traveling. You drove over the passes with some snow today. How was that? Well, it was all it was all manageable, but there were some accidents. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you got home safely. Winter is here. And so we're going to try to bring on Javier Figueroa if we can. We have another co-host. I love the full house today. And it's snowing heavily where you are, Javier. So we've just got a little snapshot of you. Can we hear your voice? Uh, hopefully you can. Good, good. We gotcha. Okay. Um, so let me just get a little business out of the way. The views expressed on this show are not necessarily those of KKNW or CHD, Children's Health Defense. We're just here bringing you information, having conversation. This is what medical freedom is all about. And this is how we become informed citizens to make informed decisions in our life. So not giving medical advice, not giving legal advice, just good conversation, always consult your trusted healthcare practitioner before making major medical decisions. And if you haven't got a trusted healthcare practitioner, find one before you need one. That's the ticket. Find it before you're sick. Um, So our guest today, I'm so excited that she can join us. She's going to join us for about the first half hour of the show, is a woman I met many years ago. She's one of my heroes. Uh, Her name is Zen Honeycutt, so she's probably not a stranger to a lot of our listeners. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and read her short bio here because she's such an amazing woman. She is the founding executive director of the nonprofit Moms Across America, a national coalition of unstoppable moms with the motto, Empowered Moms, Healthy Kids. Moms Across America's leaders created over 1,000 community events in all 50 states to raise awareness about GMOs, toxins in the food supply, and other environmental issues that pose risk to the health of our families. The organization's mission is to educate and empower mothers and others with actions and solutions to create healthy communities. Zen Honeycutt and Moms Across America initiated the first glyphosate testing in America. And this is astonishing to me. They successfully petitioned Costco to remove Roundup from their shelves. I never thought that could be done, Zen, and you did it. Oh, it's amazing. She's the author of the book, Unstoppable, Transforming Sickness and Struggle into Triumph, would make a great gift for somebody in your life, the book Unstoppable. Um, As the holidays here, it's... uh, 
It's a Struggle into Triumph, Empowerment, and Celebration of Community. She's also the director of a short film called Communities Rising and the co-founder of the recently launched program, The Neighborhood Food Network. I love that, whose mission is to create a parallel food system one street at a time. I love that. Welcome, Zen Honeycutt, to the Health Hour. Thank you, Bernadette. Hello, Bob. Hello, Dr. Javier. I'm so glad to see you all. Thank you for inviting me into your unique and empowering conversation. Oh, we're, we are so glad that you are here. I mean, I think I echo all of our sentiment. We say you are a hero. Um, and, you know, I know you might not consider yourself that, but you've just been tenacious. And what drives, yeah, well, and what drives you, tell us a little bit to listeners new to you, uh, what initiated all this um, for you to get involved? Well, like you said, I never set out to be, as you call me, a hero. I know a lot of heroes, and I, I, so I do use that word often. It's really, for me, it's somebody that has just stepped up to do something that they normally wouldn't have done, you know, and made a difference for other people and, uh, and you know, exhibited courage along the way. And I know a lot of our moms have done that. Moms Across America is empowered by moms and dads and kids all across the country who have taken action because you know, frankly, uh, just like me, they saw their kids or themselves having allergies, autism symptoms, autoimmune issues, asthma, and all of a sudden their kids were allergic to 20 different things, just like my kids, all three of them. And that was not that way when we were kids, mm -hmm. you know, when you and I were kids, we didn't have friends that were allergic to, you know, 20 different things. So I learned about the food supply and uh, from mostly from Robin O'Brien and, and uh, Jeffrey Smith and one of my mentors, Howard Vliger and Don Huber, now at my advisors, and, uh, and saw a drastic and amazing change in my children when I removed first GMOs and then genetically modified organisms out of their diet, when, you know, non-GMO project verified, and then realized I had to go, we had to go 100% organic mm -hmm. uh, because not just uh, GMO, not just 80% of the GMOs that are engineered to withstand Roundup or glyphosate-based herbicides, the most widely used herbicide in the world. It's not just GMOs that are engineered to withstand them. Uh, many, many grain crops, uh, most grain crops are sprayed with glyphosate as a drying agent before harvest. So if it's not organic, you're most likely consuming, especially if it's a grain, glyphosate-based herbicides, that's Roundup in almost every meal that you're eating in America, in America, because it's mm. so widely used. When we went organic, then I saw huge changes happen in my children's health. And along the way started Moms Across America. We joined into 4th of July parades. We raised awareness with thousands locally and millions nationally in a single day. It was a really beautiful way for, it was sort of like mainstream moms stepping into activism is how I mm -hmm. experienced it. Like, especially myself for the first time. And, um, and it became very empowering to reach out to other people, to let them know about how if they get GMOs and glyphosate out of their diet and, and other toxic chemicals, they can recover from many of this health issues. Maybe not 100%, but the mm -hmm. letters that I'm getting, I have so many handwritten letters sent to me, 85, 90% of their children's symptoms have recovered when they went 100% organic. Mm. So it's been a it's been a beautiful journey and as you mentioned in some of the things that you know that we've accomplished as a as an organization it's been a beautiful journey and very empowering and i feel very honored to be able to represent moms and families across the country and speak up on their behalf yeah and empowerment really is the word because everything that you te that you learn and the hard work you do 
we as moms and dads can take it home and by individual choices make a massive difference. It's not like where you have to go buy some expensive equipment. You may have to pay more at the grocery store. But when you consider how little how little or not at all you're paying the doctor, you know, or um, extra so many other things you need to support a child who's not functioning well because they're not healthy, it really is worth it, you know, and it's a matter of kind of changing your priorities and shifting um, the diet. But that's what I love. And now with your new program, tell us a little bit more about this new program uh, of bringing uh, local food. What, what was it? I read it in your um, in your description. The neighborhood there. food network. Yes, yes, the neighborhood food network. We actually, it's we changed it from create a parallel food system. And some some people were not confused. I mean, they were kind of confused about that. So we actually say creating national food security one street at a time now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I that wording, but so it's really about creating food security, but also connection with your neighbors. I mean, you're not going to care if somebody is a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or Green Party or Tea Party, if they're coming at you with a basket full of peaches, you know, yeah. <laughs> food brings people together. So what we're yeah. encouraging is for people to start growing food on their own street and their backyard, their front yard, their porch, their balcony, their wall, you know, whichever, and start exchanging and trading that food with their neighbors and creating local food security. And it's, it's, uh, it's one of the most rewarding things that some of our moms that have done this have said, it's the best, one of the best things they've ever done in their community because they are now know so many of their neighbors and they're doing things like getting a free raspberry bush from their neighbor um, when they give them some of their extra apples or they mm -hmm. give them some of their zucchini or squash or whatever, you know, and they're, they're exchanging it. And, that makes a huge difference for people to connect with their neighbors. And we're very happy to have a program that focuses on the solution because mm -hmm. goodness knows that the government is not doing their jobs. And we'll get into, I'm sure, the fast food testing we most re recently did. The government's not doing their jobs to regulate the health and safety of the food supply in school lunches, fast food, food all across the country. And so um, we really felt like it was time to take matters in our own hands and, and mm -hmm. focus on something empowering like the Neighborhood Food Network. Wow, so much packed into that. What I, the, sorry, I'm like lost for words here. The the food that you're growing yourself and exchanging with your neighbors, there's just so much more to that. It's a return to community. It's yes. right at the local level. Um, that in itself feeds the soul, feeds the body, Be becoming this part of your community, knowing your neighbors, finding that common ground. They might have a yard sign up that's exact opposite of your yard sign. But if you're bonding over food and health and wellness, you know, it's it's really harder for that division to be sustained. So yeah. this, I was just, yeah, go ahead. I was just talking about this with my kids in my on my street. You're talking about these two different yard signs. We have neighbors who have had confederate flags up and neighbors who have tibetan flags up on the same street i live in Asheville, so you know it is it is really a mixture of people in our communities but when you start coming together around food people come together and then if there ever is an emergency what one thing we learned from some preppers is that it only takes nine missed meals for somebody to resort to violence to feed their family mm. and so don't want to think about that disaster time really but if you don't plan for something, right? Like if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, basically. Mm -hmm. So if you if you think ahead of it, about that just a little bit, it would behoove you to know your neighbors. 
right? Yes. If there is ever a disaster situation, it would behoove you to be partners with your neighbors rather than see them as potential enemies. Mm-hmm. So we encourage people to get to know their neighbors, to go knock on their door, to have them over for coffee on Saturday and start talking about planting gardens and how that you can exchange things and, you know, just working together to, um, to create local food security um, in, on your street. And it's, it's really just, if you haven't started growing food, just start with tomatoes or yellow squash or zucchini and you will feel like king of the world. I'm, I'm not kidding when that food grows just from planting, putting the seed in the garden and, and watering it. It's fantastic. Yeah. If you start with zucchini, anybody, I defy anybody not to be able to grow zucchini. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah. don't start with carrots. They're they're much more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, Zucchini, yellow squash. I mean, basil, who doesn't love basil? It's very Mm. easy to grow. And you, once you have that, the smell is intoxicating and it's just, it's just so fun to add it to your, you know, your tomato sauces and things like that. It's, It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to try to be a, a good host and see if Bob or Javier have a question for you at this point before we move on. So in your initiative, Zen, do you have uh, you know, prescriptions for uh, like project ideas for the neighborhood to get their hands around? I mean, I've seen a lot of community gardens and yes. Yes. Yeah, so our website, Neighborhood Food Network, actually focuses not on community gardens, on you just growing food and your, you know, your yard, your front yard, your backyard. And we have some cool tools. For instance, we have a button where you can, uh, an area where you can find out what zone you're in, because we have gardening zones across the country based on your temperature and where you live. And uh, so you can find out what garden zone you're in, and then you can click on a button. That's that's actually Moms Across America. So um, it's neighborhoodfoodnetwork.com for okay. the neighborhood new name for neighborhood food network.com. Yeah. It's, okay, um, and so, and then, yeah. And then, so then you click on, once you know your zone, you can click on, uh, add the gardening tips to your calendar. So whether you have Google or outlook outlook calendar, you can click on that button for your zone and it will automatically add on the first day of the month, what you're supposed to be doing in your garden that month for your garden zone. So that is awesome. Yeah. December 1st, I got, I got my, my tips for, there's still some cold weather things that you can be doing, you know, in your garden, in my garden zone. And so there's no excuse to not remember, you know, when to buy seeds or when to start planting your seeds or when to clean, you know, mulch or clean up your garden. So we encourage you to check out, yeah, there you go. Neighborhood food network. And we've got, you know, tips and planning and all kinds of things there. And um, it's really very useful. And shout out to Ann Temple, the co-founder of this. She really does 99% of the work on this and is uh, an amazing gardener and is the person who's inspired me to, you know, to walk the talk. I moved to Asheville, got a six acre farm. We're gardening. We have animals and uh, my kids are learning how to grow food and tend animals. So it's, it's, uh, it's very, very empowering. That is really cool. How about you, Javier? Are you still with us? There we go. Sorry, no, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, no, it, over here in Idaho, the growing season is uh, definitely uh, uh, spring to uh, early fall. So we do have a fairly dry climate. But yeah, we've been growing zucchini, tomatoes, carrots, basil, uh, all the good stuff, including watermelon. We actually had a, we, we, did a, we, we tried our hand at growing a watermelon and it's amazing <laughs> how long it takes. <laughs> yeah, especially in Idaho. <laughs> But yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, yeah, so we have Monday night. We have Monday night calls as well um, for the moms, moms across America, at seven mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern time, and then on seven thirty is Neighborhood Food Network. So we have garden experts come that come on, talk about what you might be doing in your garden at this time, and answer questions. And Anne is our garden extraordinaire who can answer mostly any questions, even questions about canning and preserving and things. All these. We call them sort of like grandma skills. You know, we want to bring those back. We want people mm-hmm. to know how to grow and cook and preserve their own food. It's just something that has sort of really kind of been robbed from our community since packaged food came on the food on the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to bring that back. I, I love that. How do people um, sign up and does it cost anything to join your, your every Monday meeting? Nope. It's part of our nonprofit, so it doesn't cost anything. We invite you to join up uh, by clicking on either momsacrossamerica.org and clicking on uh, the newsletter to sign up for the newsletter or neighborhoodfoodnetwork.com and clicking on the newsletter to sign up. And we send you an alert every Monday with the link. Mm-hmm. And you can only get on if you, you, you can only get on the call if you get the link for that, um, from that okay. newsletter. So we encourage you to do that and it's free and um, you get to connect with people all across the country and We've had, we always learn something from the people on the call. So bring your, your tips and expertise as well. I love it. Hey, uh, Bob and Javier, we might want to, you know, we have our Monday meetings um, every week as well, but I think we could potentially make yours sometime. And so maybe have a, do a field trip. What do you think? Yeah, Our Informed Choice Washington people and the Washington chapter CHD people go on a field trip to to moms across America and and neighborhood food network. That would be fun, you know? Um, Yeah. To really begin to uh, learn what you're doing and to be able to push it out there and share. This is also exciting and empowering. And Um, you can share, you can share what the children's health defense, uh, you know, chapters do and encourage mm -hmm. our, the people on our call to start a children's health defense chapter as well. You know, I mean, we, we really need to cross pollinate Mm -hmm. here. You know, this is, this is how we empower each other and and grow yeah, exactly. We're we're all swimming in the same direction, and and I love that everybody is. You know, you find your passion. With you, it's the toxins in the environment and the you know the GMOs because there's mm-hmm. so many things to go after, and it it makes me feel so good to know you're out there because I don't have the bandwidth to add more on what I, I'm already doing. So yes, um, I'm we, oh, I'm getting I'm getting into it nitty gritty. I just had a conversation today with a major TV network that is going to be pick, picking up the news about uh, the um, fast food testing we just did, which I hope I get to Ooh. share. Yes, let, yeah. let's do and that I talked, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I talked with these women who have been working on food issues for, I don't know, maybe it's over a decade, maybe two decades, mm-hmm. and they've done over 200 stories exposing the contamination of what's going on in the food supply. So there are people that are out there that are doing this. It just doesn't get as much media attention as it mm-hmm. really could. And uh, they were flabbergasted. They said, my, my mind is blown by the information that I brought to them. And they have been doing this for a long time. It is their full-time job, right, to focus on these types of issues. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that we get the news out through shows like yours. If anybody who's listening right now, uh, go to our website, You know, share this show right now that you're listening to. Get the information out to the public because most m- most major media stations will not share this information. This is only one, you know, major news news station. Well, actually we're on a couple other, but they're very small. Some of the, mm-hmm. some of the other shows are very small networks. Okay. So it's very important to get the news out. Yeah. So, so to, the, guide me where to go for the fast food information here. So here you go to uh, data 
or the blog. Do, yep. Data. Yep, data. And then you scroll down, you see fast food test results. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And so there's the fast food test results and you can click on any one of those and see the article and full report of what we uh, put out. The first one we put out was contraceptives and harmful antibiotics found in the top uh, 10 fast food samples. We only tested the top 10 because the contraceptive and the antibiotic tests were very expensive. It was 106, I believe, different um, veterinary drugs and hormones that we tested for. Go ahead and you can click on that if you want to show people okay. the contraceptive one. Yep. And so this was very disturbing. If you want to scroll down, you can see the top 10 that we tested for. And I don't know if you can zoom in or not, but just anyway, if you have your screen at home, you can zoom in on this. Um, so we tested and found, you can see the top line is 60% of the samples were positive for monosin. That's an antibiotics and 40% were positive for narosin, also an antibiotic. And one of them, um, I, I can't, can't tell you right now off the top of my head, but one, I think it's narosin. One of them is positive. I mean, one is, one of them is extremely toxic. I mean, it's, is very toxic at extremely low levels. And what it does to dogs and horses, it makes is it makes their back legs go paralyzed. So cannot be good for human consumption. I'm just going to throw that out there. Much <laughs> my guess, you know. And then the one wow. that's red on the bottom line, you, where you see narcobazine mm -hmm. found in a Chick-fil-A sandwich, that is an antiparasitic for chicken disease called cocositis, and it's also an aviary contraceptive. It it cannot be given to chickens that lay eggs because it will prevent them from laying eggs. It's given to pigeons and geese around airports and things like that so that they don't populate in that area. Um, it is a known aviary contraceptive, but they do give it to meat birds because of this, you know, uh, this parasite. And so it's very commonly given. And when we found this out for the top 10 um, fast food brands, we were shocked about learning that it was an aviary contraceptive. And then we went back to the school lunches and we found it was in four, it was of the school lunches. So it was in a 25% a, a of the school lunches. I'm sorry, 10% of the school lunches. The same aviary contraceptive. So, and we, we don't know then, I guess, the one of the things I have found it, when you look at veterinary drugs, it's very difficult to find any data. I mean, the FDA barely yeah. publishes, or is it the FDA? Who is, it's not the yes. FDA, it's the... It's a, it's a division of the FDA yeah. that okay. focuses on veterinary drugs. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I mean, if it's harmful to the eggs of birds before they lay them, is it harmful to the eggs of humans before... I mean, we don't know. We don't right? know. And here's the thing that really scares me, Bernadette, is that female humans only have so many eggs. We're born you know, so with all the eggs we're ever going to have. Yeah. Yes. As a baby, you have the eggs, you know, as when a mother has a, a female baby girl in her womb, that baby girl has all the eggs in her that she's going to have. Yes. Right. So she's yes. actually carrying her grandchild, right. In yeah. her womb, not just her child, but her grandchild. And, wow. and so, uh, that, you know, when a, gr a, a girl is eating food at her school and school lunches, which by the way, fast food suppliers supply food to our school lunches. The majority of a very large portion, I can't say the majority, but a very large portion of the food for school lunches is supplied by fast food places. And so um, we are extremely concerned about our children eating aviary contraceptives possibly on a daily basis. And for some kids, it's the only food they're going to eat all day because they're low mm -hmm. income. 
and 30 million school meals are, are served a day to our children, predominantly derived from animals fed GMOs or from GMO crops like corn and wheat and uh, not wheat, sorry, corn and soy and canola oil and sugar beets. Mm -hmm. um, and 85 million meals are served a day through fast food restaurants. I mean, I'm sorry, 85 million Americans a day eat fast food. So this is why we tested fast food and found these uh, veterinary drugs and hormones. You can click on the, one of the next articles. You can go back and okay. click on another article if you'd like. We found mm -hmm. uh, glyphosate in 100% of the samples. Uh, that one on the right there, top 10, uh, top 20. We tested top 20 fast food brands, and they were positive for glyphosate herbicide, which is a carcinogen, an endocrine disruptor. It causes liver and kidney disease. It um, is uh, affects sperm. It it androgenizes baby girls. Hundred percent of these brands. Were positive. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! It androgenizes baby girls. Yes. So when when there was a study shown that when the mother was exposed to glyphosate, the baby girl in the womb when she was born, she had a longer anogenital distance. The distance between the anus and the genitals was longer, and that is a is is a clear sign of uh, masculinization, of an androgenization. And it also damages sperm in four ways, the form, the function, the mobility, and the quantity. And, you know, we already have our boys now, our young men right now have 50% of the sperm rate of viability that their grandparents did. So we are, we are headed for, we're already in a health crisis because of glyphosate. Yes. 280 million pounds a year are sprayed on our crops in America. And it's not just sprayed on GMOs, it's sprayed on crops as a drying agent, as I was mentioning earlier. So I, mm -hmm, I realized mm -hmm. it's not enough for us just to go GMO free. You have to go actually, you know, organic as well mm -hmm. to avoid this, these, this chemical that's sprayed on the majority of our grains. But oh it also goodness. uptakes, it also uptakes into fruits and seeds. So like, or we mm -hmm. found it positive in orange juice. It's positive in wine because of the grapes it wow. uptakes into positive on beer. So then we, we also tested, um, uh, oh, and by the way, 76% were positive for, for harmful pesticides, right? The mm -hmm. highest level of glyphosate, by the way, was in Panera Bread. Panera huh. Bread that says good, clean, wholesome food, right? Second highest level was in Arby's. Uh, wow. The pesticides, also the pesticides, uh, I just want to go back to that point, that, that mm -hmm. test result for a minute. But the, the, the uh, pesticides, by the way, we tested... Pizza Hut pizza. We tested two sam two different types of food from each one of these brands, and uh, the Pizza Hut pizza, the sausage and cheese—I mean, pepperoni and cheese pizza—had it did have some glyphosate in it, but it didn't have any detectable levels of harmful pesticides. Hmm. The the Pizza Hut vegetable topped pizza, same cheese, same crust, same tomato sauce. The vegetable topped pizza is what had twenty one parts per billion of different harmful pesticides in it. Wow. So it's the vegetables that are bringing in the pesticides because they're not organic, right? And the vegetables are sprayed to keep pests off them. And so if you're not eating organic fruits and vegetables, you're not taking a step actually in the right direction for mm -hmm. your health. It's mm -hmm. got to be organic. So I just wanted to point that out about the harmful pesticides. Okay. So having having the kids eat, you know, uh, uh, apples for school lunches, they're actually eating more harmful pesticides wow. than they would if they weren't eating the apples. Okay, so if there are any children listening right now, no, this is not an excuse not to eat your fruits and vegetables. 
right? Yes. Don't know. Right. You just may just encourage your mother. Although I don't, I do not like to know. The other side does that. Tell your mother to do this. And I shouldn't do this. I'm only going to talk to the moms. I'm not going to turn have children become my marketing department. Well, That's they can, rude. The kids can ask, they can ask if it's organic. They can say, mom, can we, can we buy organic? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, just buy organic as much as possible, especially strawberries, apples. Yeah, there's fruits that you you can look. You can see that they're that are particularly harmful. Yeah. So then we also yeah. tested for um for heavy metals. A hundred percent of the food okay. samples were positive for heavy metals, uh, particularly lead. Hundred percent. Yes, every single sample that we tested was positive for heavy metals, lead and cadmium. Those two heavy metals. And 17% uh, were positive for arsenic. And the mercury did not show a positivity, but I think there was something wrong with the calibration of the machine because in the school lunch samples, every single sample was positive for mercury. And hmm. uh, we, we just did a show called The New MDs. It's on Rumble and Facebook. And we had an expert on about a book called Unsafe on Any Plates. And she says that mercury is actually in the bleaching process of flour. And mm. so a lot of it is going to have mercury in it. She also mm -hmm. says mercury is positive in corn syrup and corn solids because they use it. They use mercury to extract the, uh, you know, the, the, the oils out of the corn. And so we are actually consuming mercury, not just, you know, in um, fish and getting mm -hmm. mercury injected into us through vaccines. We're consuming mercury and these heavy metals on a daily basis at very high levels in some cases. In one, for instance, uh, the school lunch samples contain levels of cadmium six over 6,000 times higher than what has been found, uh, what's allowed actually in mm -hmm. drinking water by the EPA. And in the In-N-Out French fries, we found cadmium levels over 1,000 times higher than what the EPA allows in drinking water. And, um, and, the, and the highest level of lead was found in a Sonic cheeseburger, over 900% higher than what the EPA allows in drinking water. Yeah, go ahead. Give a question. Yeah, I was going to ask a question, Zen, about the In-N-Out French fries, because they're starting to creep up into Washington State now with their chains. They were, they're in Oregon, and they're coming up here. And I always went to that chain thinking, okay, at least it's just straight from the farm, and they're not going to have a lot of toxins. And so almost, it looked like your website's 12 times, almost 12 times the allowable recommendations for cadmium in the French fries. What is a normal potato getting these days for cadmium? Maybe no French fries are good. Yeah, well, we, we I had to have to look, I'm sorry, I'd have to look at the hard data to let you know what the levels of cadmium were in all the other French fries. I just don't, it's just so much data. I don't have that memorized, but you can look, you can click on, uh, the link and see all of the testing data yourself and, and which samples. We definitely tested more than one sample of French fries. We tested French fries from multiple locations and you can see what the levels were. And uh, keep in mind that any type of root vegetable that's in the ground is going to absorb more mm -hmm. heavy metals. That's just the way it is with, with uh, you know, root vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I would not be giving root vegetables to tiny babies uh, as, as much as possible. Personally, um, also rice has had high levels of arsenic in it. I would avoid that for little babies. Um, and just get to know your farmers as much as possible and, and ask them what they use. There's a real problem with heavy metals in our food supply, and it's mostly because of the petroleum chemicals that are used in the industrial chemical farming, and, um, and, it, and mm -hmm. it impacts organic as well, so because of the manure.
the manures used from industrial farming in organic in some cases. And then that's where the, we believe that's where the uh, heavy metals come in, even to organic farming. It's, it's very complex. It's very problematic. So yeah, I'm sorry, this is why we have to transform the entire food industry. This is why yeah. this has to be done. Yeah, it's yes. amazing, amazing. Um, so how would uh, Washington families go about, do you have a suggestion for how they could go find what their schools are being supplied by? Well, you can look at our testing on momsacrossamerica.org and the school lunch testing. We did we did test from uh, a wash we did test from a school in Washington State. Oh. Uh, we tested from eighteen different uh, schools across the country. And I'm so sorry about the darkness of me being in my car, um, but we did test from eight, tw- eighteen different schools and um, from uh, twenty different fast food restaurants. So you can see, but you know, many different locations. But I would just say bring organic as much as possible. Organic is still the best choice, even though there is some heavy metals in organic and some, you know, some uh, contamination of, of glyphosate now and then. Uh, organic is still the best option. It still has far lower uh, harmful pesticides. And uh, knowing your farmer is always, to me, it doesn't have to be USDA organic if, you, if I know my farmer, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, you know, for instance, I know the farmer where we buy our meat from. And, um, and I know who I know him personally, and I know that he doesn't use, you know, um, manure and, and GMO feed and all that from other CAFO farms. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's just an important thing I believe to do. So I have to, I mentioned there's, we also tested for minerals. I want to test, talk about that for a little bit. Minerals and vitamins. Okay. I'll go grab that. And so. Yeah, so the minerals were abysmally low. Just for example, we, we're having more data analysis done on it. But just for example, if you wanted to get your recommended daily intake of copper, um, which is important, in, especially in kids with autism, a balance of copper and zinc, you would have to eat nine servings of Chick-fil-A chick, uh, uh, chicken nuggets to get your recommended daily intake of copper. Now, if you wanted to get your recommended daily intake of vitamin B3, you would have to eat 330 Chick-fil-A sandwiches and a man, a woman, a woman would, a man would have to eat 380. And the reason why we tested for vitamin B's and why we're so upset that there were zero amounts of vitamin B9 and B12, uh, which are essential for cognitive function. Yeah. And so such low levels of vitamin B3. Sounds like somebody wants to say something about that. About oh, this. no, it's just it it's, it just floors me. You know, it's the the one thing I kept on hearing from the uh, uh, you know the the agricultural lobby is that all the studies that show that organic foods, you know, the depletion of vitamins and minerals from uh, the main food supplies that are you know the, the industrialized food supplies, they they were always poo pooed. But here you have primary evidence from your own work showing that no, this is an actual concern that we need to address. It is, and and I'll tell you why. I'm I'm sure, Dr. Javier, you may. You may know about the studies that um, that show that there's a, a deficiency of vitamin Bs is linked to aggression and depression and violent behavior. And Dr. Barbara Reed Stitt is one of my favorite authors. She wrote a book called um, Food and Behavior and the Na- a Natural Connection. And she did year-long studies for over 20 years, but year-long studies in each location, prisons and school systems. And what she found was the one thing that they all had in common was that they that these criminals, parolees, serial killers, and high school dropouts, they bragged that they lived on junk food and they had low vitamin B levels. And so their prefrontal cortexes were not pr- working properly. And when she switched out the food over the time period of a year to whole healthy foods, you know, got rid of the junk foods and the sugar and the sodas and the processed foods, 
she saw the recidivism rate switch in the prison. Instead of 70% go out and come back, 70% went out and stayed out. And in a high school of 5,000 kids, she saw the rates of dropouts go from 500 down to 14. And a significantly higher number of them went on to go to college and to be successful. And this work is, this has been duplicated just by minerals and supplements in prisons. The 37 to a 50% drop in violent behavior in two less than two weeks, just with giving them minerals and supplements. And we see this in children. One of our Moms Across America supporters, um, mom told us that her son, when he was nine years old, he had mental health issues. And so when he threatened to blow up the school with a bomb, the school finally supported her and taking him to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist said, here, take this drug. She didn't want to do that. She said, what else can I do? He said, feed them organic food. They went through the, all the food issues, feed them organic food. So she did. And within two weeks, the teachers were telling her that, uh, whatever, she, whatever she did to keep doing it because this was a completely new human being. And she went on to tell me that she was calling me to tell me this because it was the day after the Florida school shooting. And she hmm. knew that her son would have been one of those kids that would go out and buy a gun and shoot the kids at his school because of his mental health issues. That's a very hard thing for a mother to admit. And she said, but he's not going to do that because he's been, he's 17 now. He's been eating organic and he works in community gardens. He's healthy. He's happy. He's responsible. And I said, you gave your son a new future. And you gave everybody at that school wow. a new future. That was not the future they were going to have. And you have prevented them from trauma and loss for the rest of their lives. And I said, and maybe you've even given this country a new future. Because who knows what this mm -hmm. kid could run for office, develop a product or a service that will change the world. Who knows? So that's what we're doing at Moms Across America is creating new futures for people uh, with support of people like you getting the word out. And, and, you know, and this has been, I, I have to mention one more study. So okay. one more study is that, that backs this up with animals is that there was a study out of university of Strasbourg, um, a German study that they looked at the decline in population um, and which is, by the way, what we're going to have, we're not, we're, we're not, we don't have too many people and we have to GMO food to feed the world. No, we have a decline in our population populations happening around the world because of infertility and sickness. Right. And so there was a decline in the hamster population in this, uh, GMO, this, well, we don't know if it was GMO, GMO cornfield, but it was a monocrop cornfield. And they studied the hamsters and found a very disturbing behavior. The mother hamsters were cannibalistic. They were eating mm -hmm. their young on the first day of life. And when they tested the, these cannibalistic hamsters, the sound, that sounds like a comic book when I say that. When they tested the cannibalistic hamsters, they found that these mother hamsters, cannibalistic hamsters, were completely devoid of vitamin B3. And when they administered the vitamin B3, the cannibalistic behavior stopped. Wow. Completely stopped, folks. What does that tell you? That tells me that instead of our politicians spending millions and millions of dollars on trying to create more gun laws that criminals are not going to follow anyway. How about going to the source and providing nutrient-dense, safe, non-toxic food for our children? How about supplying actual nutrients that will feed their brain and support them in making better decisions? That's Amen. what we need in America right now. Yeah, every single state legislature right now is being bombarded with requests and, um, and bills to increase funding of mental health programs. 
And can you imagine if all of that energy went to changing the food that children are being fed and to getting them, yep. you know, and what they're being fed in prisons and getting them these supplements? I completely believe about that cannibalistic um, hamsters because years ago when my son was in school, they were having that problem with the school hamsters. We brought them home over vacation one time and the hamster had babies and it was, they were just, just tiny little bear things. And I get up the next day and they're gone. It is the freakiest thing because she ate them. Um, it's just, I, it was I horrific. You, I guarantee you the food that she was eating was made from GMO corn. Yeah. Yeah. GMO it just, corn or soy. The little pellets, I mm -hmm. guarantee you, the, the pellets were made from GMO corn and soy and deficient of vitamin B3s with glyphosate. By the way, glyphosate's a chelator. It grabs on and makes unavailable the vital nutrients of any living thing it touches. And wow. uh, so we, we are vitamin deficient primarily because of glyphosate. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, I could talk for hours, but there's a, there's an ambulance behind me now and I've got to go back to you whence do. I came for this holiday okay. <laughs> uh, that I'm doing. But um, yes, but you, you are, you are, you are, you are correct that this is what needs to be done. I'm sorry. I didn't get to hear very much from you, Bob and Dr. Har Dr. Harvier, but um, this is, this is the work that we're doing with the help of children's health defense, children's health defense helps support this work. Uh, Sentinel Academy helps support this work. Moms mm -hmm. Across America is supported. We are doing the work that the government is not doing with mm -hmm. your help, with your participation. So please donate to Children's Health Defense. Donate, donate to Moms Across America. Uh, check out Sentinel Academy schools. They're doing phenomenal work. We want to test military food. We want to test uh, children's hospital food. We want to test our gluten-free food. So mm -hmm. if you could please donate to help support our teams. We are really early in need of support and could would just it would just go such a long way in getting the word out and by the way we've met with the fda the epa the usda the uh Congre we did done a congressional briefing about this uh, the word is getting out it's getting out in the media and uh with your support we can continue doing this work well amen to you zen honeycutt thank you so much for joining us on the health hour on inform life radio we've got a little bit more time but we're going to let you go and join your party um best wishes for a ha happy holiday season and i think i'm going to be following up with an email so watch for that i've got some more questions for you so <laughs> all righty thank you zen Thank you all. Um, I appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Take bye -bye. care. Bye-bye. Let's see if I can do that. Oh, we did. Okay. We're good. Um, I'm just sort of blown over. Aren't you guys about what she. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of breath listening to all the things that we need to watch out for. And at least we've identified, they've helped identify some of those areas that we need to supplement. It's almost yeah. like they're coming after us for whatever reason. In one way <laughs> or the other. I wonder yeah. if you can actually declare glyphosate a terrorist attack. <laughs> well, I would love to do that. It does seem like, you know, but they do the, they, the great, they do this with everything. It's, yeah. it's major business and with the collaboration of the, but <clears throat> what I love about individuals like Zen Honeycutt and moms across America, she is a hands-on getter done. It's not just talk. Okay. They talk, they research, they fund studies, they get the data and then they figure out solutions. When I met her years ago out in Washington State, they were <clears throat> she was touring and meeting moms. And I learned from her that expression, never present a problem without also presenting a solution. Yeah. Right? 
And that's what she does. And she continues to build on that. It's so exciting that the whole neighborhood, I, I, I don't have it. Do you guys memorize some of the things that are expressions? I got to go learn the wonderful language that they've developed to pass on to, to make it, um, to make it so real. Uh, I had the chills through some of that. When she talked about changing recidivism um, in the prisons oh, by huge. simply, right? Yeah. <sighs> that's just huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> As a I'm bit of a tie-in for the next hour on our other station, our other oh, radio, uh, right. there is a American Academy of Pediatrics has a legislative uh, agenda item where they would like to provide funding to the OSPI for free school meals for all school children, K through 12. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, maybe, but what kind of food are they going to be providing? Exactly. exactly. We can discuss that more in the next hour on our other show. Yeah. I was just hearing so many tie-ins to the next hour, uh, our Liberty hour. And I want to let um, folks know that like right now we're streaming, um, to, uh, uh, hold it, sorry, to Twitter, to CHDTV, to Facebook, and also to Rumble. It's our first time actually streaming to Rumble, Bob. Wow. Nathan, our wonderful engineer, is a miracle for the worker. Next hour. Um, this hour is, is, streamed, is, is streaming as well. So we're going to have both hours available via Rumble, more places to watch. Um, <clears throat> but I want to let people know that if you're watching on CHDTV right now, that the next, the Liberty Hour is not going to be carried on CHD TV. Some uh, weeks it will, some it won't. We're going to be very Washington State focused in the next hour on um, the legislative agenda. But you can go to um, it's our Rumble channel and our Twitter channel both have the same um, handle. It's Informed Choice Wa. So with a capital I and a capital C and a capital W A. Informed Choice Wa. Um, look us up on both of those and you can pick up the Liberty Hour when we um, when we take off here in a few minutes. But Javier, what I'd like to do is take advantage of this little bit of time that we have for you to jump in. A lot of the things that um, that Zen was talking about, the food wise for neurological health, for brain health. And this is your field. So, you know, what else do you want to talk about? You know, just, I just going to give you this opportunity to kind of add and expand that part of the conversation. Yeah. That there's been a lot of talk about the Western or American diet being a, a very, um, you know, powerful source of inflammation in the body and uh, dementia uh, as well as a lot of neurocognitive issues are, uh, they seem to be byproducts of uh, brain inflammation, you know, low levels of brain inflammation, low levels of body inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we think that we, when we see a lot of people having concussion, concussive injuries, maltraumatic brain injuries, uh, that they have a very strong reaction in terms of just having really severe symptoms. Mm-hmm. You're, you're able to, uh, you know, if you have, if you have a lot of reserves in your body or you're, you're not inflamed, your body can handle these, these injuries. If you are constantly in a state of, uh, of inflammation or hyperinflammation, your body can't handle it. So there's a number of different things. One is, you know, start taking more vitamins, start taking a lot of NAC. Um, you know, there's and a explain, lot of, spell that out for people who are new to NAC. Acetylcysteine, which is a precursor mm-hmm. to glutathione. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And so that actually has a very strong uh, anti-inflammatory response. Uh, eating fruits and vegetables, organic fruits and vegetables, also very mm-hmm. strong anti-inflammatory response. Um, a lot of people use infrared uh, baths. Some people wear infrared caps, especially for if they have a brain injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, they've shown that uh, near-infrared helps uh, heal wounds faster. So it has a direct effect on mitochondria and has a lot of genetic effects, a lot of epigenetic effects as well. Yeah. So I've done a little bit of research in that area and I did get, I've got a near infrared sauna um, that I love. Um, Can you explain the difference between near and far infrared? Because they, different technologies, they work slightly differently. So when we, when we talk about infrared, we're talking about light, but it Mm -hmm. actually, it's not, it is light, but it feels to us, our receptors are, the way we sense it is we feel heat, it's warm. So near-infrared light, um, uh, there's a lot of, and, and it also appears to be a form of communication between cells. So, for example, mitochondria release uh, near-infrared light as a signaling mechanism to other uh, organelles in the, in, the, in the body. Oh, so you just you kind have, of blew me away. Repeat that. Say that again, because that is... Wow. Say it again. So <laughs> the mitochondria emit near-infrared photons as signaling mechanisms to other mitochondria and other components of the cell. So what's interesting is that light, that near-infrared light, has a high affinity for water. Water loves near-infrared light. And it actually ch- slightly changes the angle of the, of the hydrogen bonds in water. So it actually it, it improves the uh, biological... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The biological affinity of water. So instead of it being, you know, uh, 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 high density water turns into low density water, which cells like for some reason, or it, seem, it seems to improve functions as well. So what uh, near infrared light is excellent for doing that. If you have a near infrared sauna, fantastic. People have shown clear effects on immune function, on um you know, skin conditions on a number of other factors, but the most, but you need to have a good foundation, which is nutrition. Mm -hmm. So if you're in, if you're not eating nutritious foods, you know, vitamins are the second best thing you can take. If you can eat nutritious foods, great organ meats, especially organic raised organ meats and, and, and meat in general has a high protein density. Organic fruits and vegetables also have high protein, uh, high high nutritional density. You really need to get the foundations right. Near-infrared light is a fantastic additive to it, especially Mm -hmm. if you're you're recovering from from a a health condition. There's been studies where, you know, uh, they've done done a surgical cut here and on the other arm, and they placed near-infrared light here, and both sides healed quickly faster they, than, 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 than without near infrared light altogether. So whatever's being emitted on one side, somehow the body says, Oh, I'm getting this, this near infrared signal. I'm going to pr- get it. It, it, it basically uh, <laughs> supercharges wow. the body as well in general. So mm-hmm. that's another source. Hyperbaric oxygen goes without saying it provides a, a key, mm-hmm. what I consider a macronutrient, which, which is oxygen in, in high doses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, uh, exercise. Most people don't realize that, um, when, when they did studies on, um, some of these antidepressants, they found that actually exercise, having a regular exercise routine was better than the antidepressants in overcoming yes. depression. 
Yes. So that's another thing. Outdoor activity, getting out. I mean, if you're not a social person, just go out and do and run or jog or go on a bike or, or hit the gym. And, you know, if you're not if you're not that social, you know, maybe do something that isn't uh, that doesn't require team activities like play tennis one on one ping pong, anything. Mm-hmm. out there and do do anything you can We're wear your headphones you don't have to talk to anybody with headphones yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Thanks. yeah so again food is a foundation if you can't if you can't get nutritious foods supplement with vitamins b vitamins vitamin c vitamin d zinc copper uh, mag, uh, magnesium all those things are important critical components of it uh, exercise, and if you can get your hands on on, on near infrared uh, 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 systems or hyperbarics, you know you're fantastic. Covered. Yeah, but and you know if you can't afford to get to those things, that's what sunshine has. Some the near infrared as well well as the far. It's part of sunlight. That's why we need sunlight. We need to get outside, and we can oxygen oxygenate our mitochondria with that proper um, exercise. Exactly. So this has been a fantastic conversation. I feel. So so empowered and inspired to, <laughs> to keep at it, to keep doing these good things, to teach people. Um, it's like Zen said, one street at a time, one neighborhood at a time. If we just daily make different decisions, we win. Our health wins. And those that are like polluting everything, they die off. If we're not feeding them our money by get, by buying their products, they go away because exactly. it's, all, it's all money driven. Exactly. Yeah. And I and I am so f- for looking forward to the next hour where we actually discuss some of the uh, legislative and legal aspects that are going to happen. Yeah. Uh, because I, I know I know you and Bob are on the trail of keeping uh, our legislators and the administrators in line <laughs> and obeying the law. Yeah. Well, doing what we can. Um, you know, it's all about education and. And the force is with us, though. You know, we're COVID did a lot of good. I pray for those who were harmed, but you know, we have more willing people listening to us. They have seen it with their own eyes, and so a more willing audience here. So it looks like um, we're about to wrap up. So again, um, if you're watching us on CHD TV and you want to go hear the Liberty Hour and find out about the legislative agenda in Washington, which probably matches a lot of states um, on in many topics, head on over to either Twitter or to Rumble and look for Informed Choice Wa, Informed Choice Wa, and look us up and join us there. We will see you. So you've been listening to Inform Life Radio, the Health Hour. Um, so we're going to take a break and jump on over and catch us then. Have a great weekend. During this unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. 
Learn more at HealthyImmunityNow.org. That's HealthyImmunityNow.org. Children's Health Defense is a nonprofit organization with a mission to end childhood health epidemics by working aggressively to eliminate harmful exposures, hold those responsible, accountable, and establish safeguards to prevent future harm. The Washington chapter of Children's Health Defense is stepping up at the state and local levels, but we can't do this without you. Join us at wa.childrenshealthdefense.org. Let's restore and defend children's health and their futures in Washington State. 